Hello and welcome to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Gary Morgan. With me, as always, my healthy friend, Jim Stam. Look at that shined up hat he's got going on. Yeah, I'll, I'll bust it out backwards, you know, afterwards. But we got to show off the gear a little bit, don't we? Absolutely. I got to get some some actual Yin's gear, too, besides from just this stuff. But this is what we're going to start with. Got the t-shirt, got the hat. Pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, yeah. by the by the way, dude, happy belated birthday. I missed it yesterday. Um, you're yep. 30 now. That's cool. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm closer to the end than the beginning. Let's just say that. And uh, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do to get by, man. Um, let's start talking about some stuff we've seen right away down in spring training. I think there's been some really positive things that we can talk about and some negative things we can talk about, but let's start out with this Henry Davis stuff. There seems to be a a conception that he's immediately going to AAA. Like it's already been decided. It's, it's strange. I watched this video from, from Jason Mackey. He brought it up. I'll, I'll grant it. He brought it up in the video. He says, if he doesn't perform, I don't think they'll be afraid to send him to AAA. That's really what he said, right? So that kind of got taken into like, oh my goodness, that it's possible now. I saw people run with it right away, right? Then I saw John Parado write about it. I'm reading this quote from Derek Shelton. Here's the exact quote. He added more on Grandal, and here's what he said. He just adds to our depth. It's a position that we like to get a veteran guy in there. So we know Yaz is going to catch. And then we're going to have competition for the other spot. Okay. I mean, they paid the guy two and a half million dollars. I'd assume he's got a spot. I felt like yeah. he kind of went out of his way to say the other spot. He didn't say the backup position. He didn't say anything about Henry going back. I'm just confused how this this came to be a certainty now. Well, you know, it's it it's funny. Um, you know, we're, we 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 all just we get the information, we process it quickly, and then we respond, right? So, I actually read it, and in in people's defense, the first time I read it, I actually got that impression from it. But then, as always. I like to go back and reread things at least once, maybe two more times. And then once I read it again, I thought, okay, well, what this is saying is, is uh, Grandal is on the team and the rest is going to get sorted out. And there was no designation of like starter. I think because Grandal was mentioned first and then it made it like some people took that as like, well, then we're into the backup situation. I really. I mean, he was I asked really, about Grandall, so yeah. he would, you know, of course yeah. he was mentioned first. That would be like ask me about my car, and I and I start telling you about my groceries first that are in the trunk. Yeah, yeah. I, it, to me, like it, it was, it was an overreaction to things, which is uncommon. But I really think people were reading way too much into it. Now, the headline in that, to me, Gary was that they really are going to make Henry, you know, prove it in spring training. Sure. Like, you know, like they that, should. To, they should, that, right? that to me was the takeaway because like, I think a lot of people were just expecting Henry. It's Henry's, you know, yeah, or, don't or, get me wrong here, man. Like I'm not, I'm not mad at the suggestion. It could happen. I think mm-hmm. it could certainly play out that way. I think it would take a pretty awful spring at the plate for him to, to have that, that transpire. But yeah. It's certainly possible. I just don't think it's like based on this statement, something that I would run with and and act like it was certainty. I I would not either. Um, You know, for me, all eyes are going to be on Henry this spring. Um, It's going to be really interesting to see how he looks, what is said about how he looks and how they, how much, um, how much uh, playing time do they give him that's enough to show that he's okay? So to me, 
um, I can't wait to get this started because now um, there's even more um, uneasiness out there. And I just want to put it to bed one way or the other, quite frankly. Like Joe Greenland here, he says, I honestly think it was just a case of not handing things to a young player instead of naming him the starting catcher. His point was that Grindall would definitely be in the catching rotation. Joe, that's perfectly said. Perfectly said. Because I think, if anything, you want him to be asking these kids to run through the tape, right? Even if Henry was in the lead, you'd want him hungry, thinking, like, I could go to AAA pretty easy. I'm in that competition, right? Yeah, and Henry doesn't strike me as the type that really does care one way or the other. He's going to work hard. Um, you know, so uh, I think Henry has every opportunity to show what he's going to do, but they do want to see it, you know, Gary. I think that's just it. They just want to see it. Make, sure. let's, let's make sure that he's not going to be put in a bad position. I don't even know that they're that worried about it other than the fact that they just want to they just want to see it live. Right. And and I Doug Smith he brings up something that everyone always brings up. We did even when we were talking about the list was the club has him li- doesn't have him listed as a catcher yet. It's very true. Doug, I can honestly tell you that Graves used to beat the Pirates on transaction listings. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like Ethan Houlihan on on um Twitter or X or whatever will often beat the MLB office on updating things like that. Um, it's, I wouldn't read much into that, especially just the positional stuff. The last thing that those MLB staffers that update those databases saw was Henry Davis as a right fielder. So, and it doesn't sound like, and it doesn't sound like the pirates particularly care about that stuff anyway. So, Oh, and then Joe Greenland wants to make sure we know who he is. JP Bucko from Twitter. But <laughs> uh, nice. Good. Then we know we know who you are. Then we can we can take you even more seriously. Brandy, okay. I know from Facebook. She's pretty cool. Um, she says I don't like the Grandall thing, and I hate Davis having to show what he can do in spring training. Newman hit 800 in spring training not too long ago. I think Davis should start as catcher and make him prove himself in the majors. Well, I think that is probably what the Pirates want to have happen, too. I think with Grandall, it's really just a matter of he's going to make the team. I think that's what the coach was trying to say. I actually would be shocked because of the outcry if we don't see them clarify that position. You know, um, today, I would imagine they'll get asked follow-up questions. There's media availability this evening, as a matter of fact. So yeah. I would expect there to be some new quotes on this to kind of clear things up a bit because it did I, get out of control. It did. I would be shocked if Henry goes back there and it just looks so bad that they can't even envision him, you know, making the opening day roster. They need him. They need his bat. Um, I think you're going to see his bat beat be much improved this year and i i i honestly do think he'll be he'll be in the catching mix on opening day i that's my that's my takeaway i would totally agree with you brother how about we take a quick break we come back let's start talking about a couple other spring training issues that have already popped up Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Welcome back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Jim, I don't know if you saw, man, something that made me laugh pretty hard. A video popped up uh, on X from, I think, uh, Young Bucks today where um, Paul Skeens was playing catch with Quinn Priester and Brett's yeah. glove. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Priester's going to have to get the uh, glove doctor on that one a little bit. That's the kind of stories that we should be talking about on day one and two of pitchers and catchers reporting. 
but instead, you know, we're busy fighting each other about myth, myths that are going on all over the place. You know, uh, that's what normal teams and fan bases talk about: is their their overall number one draft pick breaking gloves. We we we've had quite the quite the week on Twitter, and I, and, and in a span of a couple of days, mind you, not just the not just in the week. Let's t- let's touch on this Grandal thing because it's still rolling in the chat here just a little bit. One more comment here from Cam. I'd rather see what we spent a 1-1 on than $2.5 million. Is there that much to gain tucking him away while we likely struggle to reach five hundred? Now, again, I feel like this is assuming that he's going to AAA yeah, or the, for some or, reason in exchange for that two. And a, it's not – There's they, they can both coexist on this roster. If you listen to Yasmani Grandal's interview that he did – ton of comments about how much he's looking forward to working with these young guys. He even had a statement in there that kind of took me back. He said, I've had my career. It's about them now. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to hear, man. Like this guy ain't coming in here thinking that he's like going to be starting in like three months into the season. Yeah. And, and what I would say to Cam is like, it's two and a half million for a catcher in major league baseball. That's, you know, that's had any kind of a track record. That's, that's pretty much minimum wage. They bought a dented can and they know it. That's, that's the truth. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look what Hedges got. I mean, you know what I mean? Like he, he, He's got 2.5 million. So what I would say is I really do think they're going to let this play out. I think they're going to expect Henry to take, take control of the situation, earn his spot. He will do that. And then they'll figure out the split between Grandall and Henry. And it's not going to push Henry down to the point where he's not going to get opportunities. Yeah, I would totally agree, man. So the other thing that I think we saw already was just some of the, uh, the shape that some of the guys are in, like Quinn Priester looks a little bit bigger. Um, looks like he's got pretty good pop on the fastball. It felt like, like it hasn't seen Rowanzi yet. Like I, I'm kind of like wanting to see that, but he wasn't even scheduled for today. So I'd really like to see him like throw off the mound. I don't even need to see velocity. I just need to kind of, see a kid that looks confident again, like he can actually get some outs. Right. Right. Yeah. I wish they had done that day one, but. Well, you know, I saw Quinn up close at uh, pirates fest and I was struck by his um, size. Like um, he, he's, he, he's, he's pretty thick dude for being a big guy. So um, yeah, Ronzi will get a look at him soon. And um, um Raldis Chapman, I mean, he looks like he barely fits in a uniform. Uh, it's it, it's kind of ridiculous. I'm paying the price for working today because I'm hearing from J, uh, Joe and Doug here in the chat that uh, Alex does got some shots of Row. I'll have to check that out. I missed him somehow. Yeah, I didn't see him, and I was on there quite cool. a bit. Cool. Good to know, man. Um, I, I'd love to see him throw in some kind of impact way. I really would. That, that's huge to me. What do you make of this whole Cabrera thing? I mean, it's a rumor that I think it's kind of been going on since November. We started hearing chatter about Miami and there being a good fit here with the Pirates, and they were going to talk at the winter meetings, and then uh, they they fired their GM, or I guess she moved on. Technically, is what happened, right? Yeah, and and they replaced her, and so they got a new GM. I think I kind of stopped some of their conversations while Miami was figuring out what they were going to do. Here they're picking back up. Rumors are starting to fly a little bit. We'll get into what all happened on social media in a little bit, I think. We, we kind of have to touch on it. It was kind of ridiculous the way that it went. But the rumor itself, what did you think of, of that kind of deal? Are people overestimating what – Edward Cabrera would be here just because he's a name that they've kind of been talking about or hearing should be targeted all off season. And here he is coming up. Uh, I don't think people necessarily have a firm grasp on where he really is in his career right now. Yeah. I mean, obviously um, any name tends to get parts Twitter, you know, excited 
Um, the reality is he is a guy that has a lot of potential and he has shown some of that, but he also has a pretty glaring issue too. Now, I think everything else lines up. Young guy, under control, lots of potential, good fastball, good ground ball rate, all that stuff. But there is going to be a risk with him. And maybe you have to ask yourself, is that why he's available in the first place Yeah, from a team? Now, that being said, do I want him? Yes, I do. I think I think he'd be a really good add. Now you're now you're also hoping that the pirates are the ones that pull that out of him too. Yeah, it's it's tough, man, because I think what I, what I'm afraid of is people think that this is the the guy that's going to be right behind Keller. And I think he has that kind of talent. But I don't think he's evolved to that point yet. I think right now he's more of a he's more of a guy that you really, really think has a great shot and has already laid a bit of track. You know, mm-hmm. he's only going to be so bad. Like his floor now is probably back end of the bullpen. And his ceiling is probably like a two or three in a rotation. You know, he could go oh, anywhere yeah, in yeah. between, but he's a major league pitcher, which is more than you can say for any prospect in the entire pirate system that you would want to trade for him. Right. Whether yeah. you want to admit that or not, maybe skeins. But yeah. like in, in playing devil's advocate, you know, against it, because I told you I am for it. But people act like the control stuff is is just fixable. And it's not always like guys just sometimes don't have enough fine tuned control that they, that that's just not part of what they are. And so I don't know what they look for to determine whether they think it is fixable or if you just feel like, I know every one of these types of guys, we we're the team that can identify what's wrong and fix it. Sure. But control is not always, I mean, you only have, I mean, you're only so accurate, you know, um, and maybe there's a little bit more in there, but there's a risk. There really is. I mean, when I look at Cabrera, and granted, it's from afar. It's not like I've been studying this guy for five years or something. N- Just neither of us have, obviously. been looking into him more and more as this offseason has progressed because there's definitely a few targets at Miami that I've been interested in. I'd prefer that they go after Lazardo, even though it's less control. There's a little bit more assurance that he's going to be an instant answer for you. Okay. I think Cabrera will be an answer this year. He at no point this season will he be worse than your fifth starter is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't necessarily know that that's his long-term future yet. He well, has some work to do. It, 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 yeah. It's interesting because you know who he kind of reminds me of is maybe a little bit more polished of an Oviedo. It is kind of how I look at him, and we know we know where he is, right? So that's just how I see him. I think he's more uh, established than that, and I have maybe a little bit more faith in it. But I look at him like kind of like in an Oviedo type of 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 role slash where does he fit type? Yeah, deal. Brandy was right with you here. She was going to say Oviedo too. So yeah, so. You know, it's a good pull. Honestly, it's the same kind of situation. Great, great stuff. All the metrics line up. You really do like you like it, but there is something there. Uh, if he can, re- if he, we watched him, you and I were at that one game together, right? Where we yeah. watched him throw what I think walked four guys in a row. We were everything, like, everything was fine, and then it everything wasn't. was humming. He was, he was mowing people down for four innings, yeah. and then boom. and we both I, just looked at each other like, ah, uh, it was almost like in major league where like throw him a curveball, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Let's see how that, let's see how this part goes. I, right. I, I, I would say that like, to me, he's like more of a shore Oviedo. If you're okay with that, that's where I would be, be slotting him. I, right. I'm full. I, I for, personally, the pirates can absolutely use that for what it's worth. I'm, I'm on board with, with, 
going after him. I like him. Not my favorite target from Miami, but he's the least expensive target from Miami, I would say. And and I think he's got a good shot to be something. And why they want to move somebody, uh, they got a lot of question marks for sure. But Max Meyer's not going to stay in the minors long as he recovers from that UCL surgery. He was a number one one pick as well. Remember, he only he only pitched a couple games before he had that surgery yeah. for them after getting his call up. And he was like the top pitcher in the game prospect-wise when he came up. So let's not forget he's right there. Sixto Sanchez is back. They're moving Puck back from the bullpen. There's room for a deal here. That's that's all I'm saying. The conditions are ripe. If I was a, a prognosticator, I'm looking at the clouds right now, like going, going green. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know, it, it, the Orioles are now sniffing around. So, you know, they just lost one of their uh, young studs. Right. So that can change things too. The price tag changes. That's why what sometimes with the Pirates is, you know, they're 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 just so they're they they're just so slow about things sometimes and then all of a sudden have you waited too long maybe and um, josh from bridge to october he says a lot of reports say if it clicks he could be better than lazardo or yuri or garrett you buy that hmm. I, I would I don't have know. to i would have to see him more before i would even go with anything like that i just i haven't seen enough of them i would say the change up is as devastating a change up as i've seen since what castillo with the reds you know i guess he's with uh, the mariners now uh at least in a starter role devin williams comes to mind it's that bad uh, that's a special pitch. That is a special, special pitch. And um, that that once you have that special, special pitch and you can build everything else off of it and you can hit 96 without really grunting, that's something. Yeah, I, he's got it in there, man. But like the control issue, you how do you tame that? Like if you tame it, you lose the life sometimes. So like with a guy like him, and this is something where I wonder if the pirates are equipped to think outside the box, because we always see them try to hammer guys into their form, you know, for fixing things. And I think sometimes it messes people up, but if you take a guy like this and instead of trying to make him learn how to get all his pitches to go exactly where he wants, because he's effectively wild. That's why he gets so many strikeouts too. Just teach him one pitch that he can rely on that he can get in the zone when he has to. And use that just enough to keep hitters honest. Keep them swinging at your crap. Instead Um, of trying to fix everything else, introduce one thing or get one thing hammered. (coughs) Excuse me. That's the thing. We're depending on the pirates to, to, to identify and narrow things down or lock in on what's important. I would just caution people with them. The walks, at least in the majors, have always been there in the three years of parts of three seasons that he's pitched, and they've, they've been a big part of what has been there. He yeah. gets away with it because of his other stuff, but it's been there ever since he's pitched in the major leagues. And he, and my guess is it's been there well before that. Now let's talk about all the craziness because, and I'm going to tell you why I'm going to go back to JP Bucko here. I'm going to bring this up. What you described about Cabrera means he's worth what he's worth. What was reported in capital letters to be, <laughs> to be going back, but who knows how accurate that was. Then we come down here to Cody if the price is what's rumored, Bay, Ashcroft, and one of Jeb or Shim, I'd say that's a good swing for us. Hopefully it's no Shim and it's Jeb. Rumored, reported. How do you know which is which anymore, Jim? We got real reporters accidentally <sighs> leaking their own reports. We've got fake reporters reading things from one source that they know who pushes a mop somewhere or scouts for somebody or 
eats dinner next to somebody at their favorite spot every week. And he heard such and such and they write something and it's conjectural too. I mean, if you look at just, we, we just described looking up at the clouds, right? You could tell yeah. the conditions are right for a trade. I'm, it's John Edwards crap is what it is. You're pulling crap out of the air. You're playing psychic. You're going, Hey, they have to move guys to that 60 day here pretty soon. And then pitchers and catchers, and then all the players come in on Monday. So the trade should happen here. And this makes sense. And, and you throw crap out there. Listen, here, this is what like, it's getting to be a really confusing space. And let me just first say that that's why I'm glad, Gary, that we. We know what space we're in, and I think we handle it really well, and I hope that that's why people come to us for what we do, but there's a lot of crazy nonsense out there, and people just, they, you know, whether it's bloggers who think they're more than they are, reporters who get information and it conflicts with other reporters, whether it's just people with random website names that nobody even knows if they're legitimate or not to reading comprehension. I mean, it's just a hot mess right now. It It, really is. And I don't, I just don't know how you're supposed to know the difference anymore. I, I feel like the real reporters have eroded their own credibility by chasing their own tails around, trying to make sure that they always note whoever may have breathed something first, because they have given some real nobodies pulling John Edwards tricks bones and made them feel like it's something they could attain all the time. And it's not. No. And it's, it's made a mockery of the whole stupid thing. It really has like to me, if Robert Murray reports something, Cool. You know how you tell me who reported it first? Um, Rothstein or whoever the hell is reporting it. Retweet what they sent. Yeah. Don't you don't have to put your spin on it and then tell me somebody else was on it. I don't care. Just retweet it. Well, and that's the other ugly part of this is, you know, people want to try to get their own little piece of it. Um, as if they are somehow part of the aggregation of the of the news and the information, and it's just, it's just. Uh, there's a lot of people with ulterior motives out there, mm-hmm. uh, quite honestly, and they want to seem like they're more than they are. So, Joe says, uh, "What about the Mackey article that was rewritten and mistakenly released, which he admitted after initially saying it was fake? Well, it was fake." I mean, and and here's the best way I can put this, Joe. On my website right now, I have a fully written piece about the Pirates acquiring Edward Cabrera. Fully written out everything that I would want to say about Edward Cabrera, because I don't need the trade to happen for me to think about the player, right? So I've already written this whole thing out. So if they actually make a trade, don't think that I'm like some speed typer putting this thing together yeah. in 20 minutes. I'm going to have something posted within 20 minutes. That's going to look way more detailed than most people are going to give it because I'm already in front of it. That's all it, it's doing. It's a common practice. And I will Everybody tell people, yeah. And I'll tell people this, like even when you go and cover a game, a game story, you're going to write a game story, right? As you're sitting there watching, as a writer, what you are doing already is you're formulating a game story. And yes, and, Joe, I do have names in mind. Um, you're formulating a game story as as you think things are going to play out. And then you can just pop in quotes later on if things go the way they're, 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 that, that it looks like it has. Now, the, the interesting part about that is, is sometimes you have this all mapped out and the game goes completely haywire. I oh, mean, yeah. like, there go, first of all, there goes your kind of story, your angle, whatever, and you have to totally change it around. Right. So it, it's a it's, great example of this from, from my own site. And again, I'm not trying to pretend I'm a journalist, but as far as like just generating content, I, I'm pretty prolific. Okay. <laughs> I, I write a lot more than most people. Okay. So I had a story about 
the Pirates not getting Gary Sanchez last week, right? Well, that was because right. I wrote a piece about them getting Gary Sanchez, and I didn't want to waste my time, so I repurposed it. Yeah. <laughs> Put it together well, he, as a story about not being upset that I missed him. That's all. Yeah, because there's still stuff in there yeah. that you're going to use and that you're going to pull. So yeah. I just like, the, look, the Mackie thing, it was really unfortunate. I actually felt bad Me too. For, for him because it, it – it was really bad timing too, because there's all this other stuff going on. The bottom line is it is used in the business. It's used in game stories. It's used in breaking stories. And it just threw uh, an additional amount of gasoline on a fire that was already, already raging at that point. Yeah. Now, as far as like all the uh, back and forths and fighting and everything online that came from that, I got to be honest with you, dude, I, I was checked out. It was my birthday. So I was like, just hanging out doing stuff with my wife and everything. I checked back in later. I saw this Twitter spaces went crazy and all this stuff went on. I have absolutely no idea why certain people started fighting with certain people besides the fact that they just don't like each other in general, but it's just become a caustic environment and there is no reason for it to me, Jim, you touched on it earlier, but this is my policy. I, if I'm ever first, it's by accident. I'm just going to say that right now. I'm not trying to be, in fact, I'd rather not be, I I just want you to want to come and find out what I think about it after it. It's people searching. It's people that are searching for some kind of legitimacy within the community, and they are willing to um, sometimes do things, say things, uh, all that without really um, giving it the respect that it deserves, quite honestly. And why use specific names from, from our end is probably because he's heard specific names from our end. I mean, it wasn't meant for your consumption is the point. And some of those names he's kind of tossed around on, on 93.7 The Fan. There's probably another reason that he's tossed those names around because he's probably heard them. Yeah. You know, it's and it it's depends on the, though, And it just depends on the day that you put that together. I mean, maybe those yep. names would have changed two days later or, you know, he would have just marked that as or deleted it because it's dead, yeah. you know, but... Uh, <laughs> It's just, look, um, people have to do a, a better job of, of um, behaving themselves on social media. <laughs> uh, they really do. It has just gotten out of control. And, and like, even the one kid that, like, broke it, I, I forget what it was. Was it Pirate Rants or something? Or Yeah. Something was that like the name that. of the guy? Yeah. Yeah. Because, again, I didn't see the whole front end. I kind of just saw the fallout afterwards or whatever. What I can really tell some of these kids that want to try to get into this stuff, because I do feel bad for this kid. For real. <laughs> you hear one, and I don't say this like, oh, be like me. I don't care how you handle things. But if you hear something from one person, unless it's Ben freaking Sherrington, don't. Don't you're gonna, play the game. You're going to get, you're really going to get burnt. And quite honestly, I mean, if you just look, if you are just in this space and you're, you're not going to win this by playing the quick game, you have to play the long game and people will eventually respect what you have to say. Yeah. The, they'll listen to what you have to say. They'll watch what you have to say, but you can't get it all at once. It takes a long time to be able to do that. And I think today, it's the rush of, hey, this is what I decided I want to do. And immediately I have to be legitimate. Yeah. And this is how I'm going to do it. And it just doesn't work that way. It's, you know. Just remember after you pull off a trick, everyone always wants to see what's act two. And, yeah. and just because you know one person, I just implore you, don't burn that bridge. Right. As soon as you break something that you found out from somebody that matters, that somebody that matters is probably not going to be taken kindly by whoever's above that person. Like be respectful of them. When you do hear something, use and, it more subtly. Right. You know? and, and, and Gary, we've, we, we talk about this all the time. There is stuff that 
you know, either we hear or we know or whatever, you don't have to talk about everything. You really don't. I don't know why that people think that, that like, oh my goodness, I got this. I have to say or do something. If that's the game we wanted to play, we could have done that a long time ago. It's just I don't know, but I'll tell you it. one thing for damn sure. There ain't no money in it. There ain't no money no. In, in, in it. I, I mean, there's not. You're not Jeff Passan. You won't be. <laughs> you know, you, the, the team is still going to call Jason Mackey first. Like they, they don't, they're, ne- they're never going to turn to you. You're never going to be the Robert Murray of Pittsburgh. Just Robert Murray is one of the rare people that doesn't work for a major outlet. <laughs> like, you know, that, that has still, actually done some right. legit stuff. Like, and for what it's worth, Robert Murray said today, they, the Cabrera thing isn't close and it's never been close. Right. So, so there's, there's an awful lot of misinformation that happens. It's interesting to talk about these moves, but let's just talk about the moves. Let's not immediately dictate that the pirates have done something horrible when they haven't done anything. Let's let's not act like they're, you know, sending their prize prospect to AAA when it's the second day of pitchers and catchers reporting and and they signed a, an old 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 catcher. Like let's not act like everything has been upturned now. Just a week ago, you were yelling at me that I was crazy for thinking Gary Sanchez at seven million would have been a starter. Yeah, I mean, breathe. People. I, this is going to be a long season, people. Um, you know, stretch those stretch those creamy hamstrings out. You, yeah. you don't need to blow them out on on day two. That's for sure. Yeah. So let's take another break. And when we come back, let's rile people up with big, ugly trade talk. Oh, let's make it hurt. We got crazy, painful trades we want to talk about. And and even Call Your Shot is going to be one. It's going to be awesome. Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Welcome back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Uh, Before this week started, I told Jim what I wanted to do here. I wanted to do some nasty trades. I mean, things that would just like make you want to puke, like things that still hurt my soul, like trading Tony Pena way back in the day for my eventual favorite baseball player in the world, Andy Vance. Like, so I kind of don't hate it anymore, but I hated it at the time. It hurt. Yeah. So I thought, let's talk about some dirty trades, right? And without even consulting you. Dirty, nasty trades. Without even consulting you, I threw up an ugly trade on Twitter Mm -hmm. in a poll just to kind of see what people would say, right? And I, I thought it through first. Would you trade Brian Reynolds straight up for Joe Musgrove? Now, before you answer... I intentionally did not try to sell this on Twitter. I intentionally did not try to sell it. I didn't want to give it any kind of sway, but I'm going to try to sell it now. Okay. It doesn't mean that I'm, doesn't mean I'm begging for it. That's just that like, understand like the purposes of these exercises isn't to say like, this is what we are specifically. This exercise is it's designed to, make it hurt, make you think, make you be repulsed in some, in some way, shape or form, not necessarily what we 100% feel or think. Right, man. So we're going to do it anyway, whether it's a good idea or not. So Joe Musgrove, he is under contract through 2027 and he makes $20 million a year. The Padres want to shed salary. Brian Reynolds is under contract. 
through 2030. He never makes more than 15 million a year, and he's still pretty cheap for the next three. Very good player. Joe Musgrove is a very good player. Unquestionably, Joe Musgrove would step in and be this team's number one or two right away. He's either as good as Keller or slightly better, right? Right this oh, second. De- definitely. Brian Reynolds is unquestionably our most consistent and seasoned hitter. So this is not a fun move for me. But I solve starting pitching at least as far as having a horse for five years, four years, four years, with Joe Musgrove. Somebody I think is probably top to middle of my rotation for all four of those years if I want them in exchange for seven. So, so I, at one point I saw it was over seven hundred votes. How many and how many did you end up with? What were what were the, were the what were the results? Seven hundred and twenty-one. Okay. Overwhelmingly, people were like, "No way!" Right? Eighty-six point eight percent, and we never put up polls that get this kind of lopsided. Right? Eighty-six point eight percent said, "Hell nah." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 13.2 said yes. Did that surprise you at all that it was that lopsided, Jim? Um, Maybe a tiny bit. I expected it to be in favor of keeping Reynolds. Joe Musgrove is 31, um, yep. Dave. So, um little older, but still right in that sweet spot of when you're really can be a really good pitcher once you're established and know what the hell you're doing. Um, a little surprised that it was that high, not surprised that it was in favor of keeping Reynolds. Yeah. He's here. He's here. And I think people, people are loath to, to relinquish known commodities. I wouldn't want to either, but we're always talking about wanting to solve that. Even this Edward Cabrera stuff, that's not going to solve that. It's not going to bring in an established starter that can be at the top of your rotation for four years. You know, and, and that's to me the ideal target. That's what I would want. If I were to have a genie and somebody said, you have one wish, you can add it to this team. I'd say a frontline starter for four or five years, right? Yeah, sure. Well, that's how, how I could go about getting it, I think, by offering the Padres a little bit of price reduction, a good player, admittedly, for a good player. That's my swing. Yeah, I, maybe. I think, too, like, and I said this to you after you sent it to me. I said, um, one of my first reactions, whether it makes whether it should make a difference or not, was that I hated trading for a player that we traded away. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. that 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 part really does sting. Um, to that's an interesting way to look at it. To do that part of it, that's that visceral side of it, right? Yeah. Um, but I think it just goes. It, it speaks to the to the point largely overall, which is the starting pitching, man, it's at such a premium and, and you got to pay to play, whether that's with money or, or prospects or players. Right. So no other Douglas way to Smith, get it. So Douglas Smith says here, you know, we're, we're hitting okay and pitching poor. Well, Reynolds is part of that. Okay. So like, a I think that's part, part of the equation yeah. too. I'm just, I'm trying to think of pain, Jim, and I know that you have one too. Do you want to do yours first or do you want to do call your shot? Because it happens to be pain as well. Well, well, I'll tell you what. Let me just – I've got a couple, so I'll throw one out, and then we'll do call your shot. You can go, and then I'll I'll, I'll throw another one out. I love it. Um, So I'm going to stick right with – the topic with different names. Now, what I tried to do in this, look, I'm not going to sit here and so relax everybody that has their trade (laughs) evaluator uh, control systems going. This is like when we asked Dave McBride to be slightly negative about somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. No, like, so like, I'm not trying to do it from that perspective. I am trying to do it from the perspective of is this will hurt to do. 
Yeah, yeah. All right. So like relax, all you all you, you know, algorithm nerds. This is just <laughs> throwing it out there. So let's stick with let's stick with Edward Cabrera. Okay. Okay. And what I tried to do was I tried to get the first one I did, which was you have to do it off of the major league roster. You have to make the move off of the 40 man to do it. Okay. okay. So that's how I did this first one. So it was Edward Cabrera for Jack Sawinski. That's a that's an overpay to me for for Cabrera. Mind you, also in the in the in the um, uh, line of thought that you do have to overpay a little bit for pitching. Yeah, yeah, I can see I, Jack Sawinski is is it's somebody that I was going to suggest as well to somebody, but it's hard for me because I think. Um, my effort is going to be for pitching again, like you were doing. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to get somebody to pry loose, even for somebody that has hit that many home runs in the league. Well, I his picked, value is up there. So I picked Jack specifically because I know how polarizing he is too within, within his own fan base. And my suspicion will be is some people love Jack and they're going to say no way. And the other ones are going to say, Hell yeah, he's a platoon yeah. guy, and I'll take it for a shot at a good starter. I I specifically went that route because of his his polarizing nature. Let's see, Brandy says she is torn on that one. Jack has potential, but we need pitching. It's literally a toss up. Yeah, I think to me it'd be it'd be a toss up if it was like for Lazardo, somebody that I felt like could step right in and be what we hope Cabrera could turn into. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To me, if I'm going to trade an established star at this stage, I have to get an established star back. But remember, I'm also, I think we are both of the mindset. We see Jack improving and we think it's, we think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Some, some people think that this is his ceiling. No, it's um, a good comp. I get it. I do. I, I think, yeah. I think I can see that. Um, cause another guy that I would probably move, uh, that, that was painful. I was going to suggest Bednar, but <laughs> oh, man. yeah. Um, equally, equally polarizing though, for different yeah. reasons. Yeah. But I struggled to find somebody that I thought would be a good trade partner straight up for David Bednar. I don't think anybody's going to give me a pitcher that, that can do what I want for David Bednar and therefore I kind of just backed off of it because I, I, I couldn't find one that made any sense to me as far I, as like my goals. Yeah. And I really think that like maybe people even like people o- overvalue closers. I think like I, I, it seems would like to have them, but they're really not going to like crazy do anything crazy to get a good one. They'll just go find the next one below that that they can get for a little better price that they don't have to do all that for. At least at this stage. I think like when you get to the deadline, that might be the one time of year where I think you get the most for closers. I feel like people will pay ridiculous amounts for closers at the deadline that they won't pay like in the off season. It's exactly what I said is like, it's, it's, it, it's maybe an easier exercise to do with him when teams are really kind of desperate and he's a big power arm that they can add off season. I don't, right. I don't, I don't think it works as well. Right. And Brandy brings up, of course, like that he's the hometown hero. So yeah, that, when they start filming videos with him, like to open the season, like they just did and everything. Yeah. He ain't going nowhere. There's no reason to not bring him up. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and I, Peter brings up Peter, Terry brings up the Trevor Bauer thing. I, it's just, I, I, I hate to break it to you. It's not going to happen. They've said it's not, they're not interested. Trevor Bauer has said there's been no interest. So whether or not you believe in, second chances or not it 
it, it doesn't appear that it's even remotely on the team's radar to, to explore it. Or any major league baseball team. Probably not. not. Right. So I think we should probably do call your shot, Jim, because it's another crazy, crazy thing. All right, Call Your Shot, as always, is sponsored by our friends at shopyins.com, makers of some of this sweet gear and uh, all kinds of other things that don't have ugly people's faces on them, too, that you can check out there. Yeah, yeah. If you want, if you're going pure sexiness, obviously it's our stuff. <laughs> if you just want Pittsburgh good stuff, go there. So, absolutely. And um, starting uh, this week here, and secretly, kind of posthumously, I fixed this already, but starting this week, um, we're going to uh, give the, the person whose uh, call your shot is selected a special discount code. All you got to do is be following the show. And uh, sh- shop yens on uh, X or Facebook, and uh, we'll make sure that we direct message you a special code to get 15% off anything at the store. Mm-hmm. So this week, it is our buddy, Yark. And he says, going to call my shot today because tomorrow I might change my mind. A clear sign that Yark has been drinking. <laughs> well, Yark, Yark changes his mind a lot. so I, He know. does. He does. He says the Pirates should absolutely package Endy in a trade for a starting pitcher. They'll be hard pressed to get any great talent. Lazardo, Cease, etc. back without adding him or Termar to the deal. Take advantage of the depth. I don't think anybody would trade for Endy right now. He's not going to play this year at all. And uh, that's not going to change. So you're basically getting a prospect. You, I mean, you're getting a prospect that has a little bit of major league time and hasn't done anything in a year by the time he does. And you're asking for him to be the feature of a trade like that. I don't see it. I also would feel a hell of a lot better about it if I knew what Davis was. So like to me, maybe this is like a, a conversation that if I was going to have it, I'd have it like this coming off season after I'm positive Henry Davis is my kick butt catcher of the future. But right now I can't do that. And I I don't think that you would get any value out of, if anything, he's baggage at this point. It's an, the very reason. Well, first of all, let me say this full disclosure because Yark didn't mention it. Yark is not high on Andy. Um, So, which is fine. You know, he had a really good previous year and then did not offensively have a good year after that in in the minors. So, but that being said, I just don't see where a team's going to jump all over themselves to take a guy that the Pirates haven't even seen enough of, let alone any other team. So, um, you're willing to trade him probably for the same reason another team isn't willing to want him. And I just don't see how that works. Yeah, that's where I'm going too. And I mean, with the Termar thing, okay, I've heard that before. I wouldn't do it. I think he's the only position player in their top 10 firmly. I, you can count Mitch Jeb if you want, but they just got him. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like people are kind of crazy high on people they just drafted. So yeah. I, and the, the, those chill. guys are really on the different ends of the spectrum for talent too. Right. And I just, I don't know. I, I don't see that happening. Um, Andy, man, to call that depth right now is suspect to me. I don't know that I can call that position depth. You, I mean, they just went and signed Yasmani Grandal. You know, <laughs> like you don't go and sign Yasmani Grandal the year after you signed Austin Hedges, the year after you signed Roberto Perez, the year after you traded away Jacob Stallings, who now is like maybe not even in the league anymore, and say that you have depth. At that it's position. only depth if Henry works out. Um, because even I then, mean, take a look. Take a look at the names uh, floating around, like you mentioned, Grandel, Sanchez, Delay, yeah. Car- Carter Bins, for God's sakes, has, you know, a spring training invite. So um, we're not, we're, 
we're not um, awash in catching uh, depth, I don't think. Right. So I think, like, all in all, I would probably squash moving that. Uh, as far as, like, Termar goes, I, I it's not just Yark bringing Termar up. I know he likes to pick on him, but I've heard his name brought up an awful lot. People think he's a big carrot. I think he's a highly ranked prospect. And I, I don't think the Pirates have very many of them in the field. I don't know that they can afford to do that. I, th- I think, if anything, their real like trade depth is right in the middle infield, just for like close to the majors shots. You can, I think that's what you can classify most of our middle infield depth as close to the league shots. And that includes Piguero, Triolo, Gonzalez, you know, Chang, um, those types of guys. Middle infield, close to the league depth. Mm -hmm. Armar is probably end of this year, beginning of 2025, you're starting to talk about him maybe. It's a a really crucial year for Tamar Johnson too, I would say. Like, I I, I think he's getting, um, I don't want to say getting by on on, um, what his um, perceived ceiling was coming out and where he was drafted. But he's going to have to show now that he's he he's actually worthy of still being that highly ranked. I I, right. I think it's a really crucial year for him. And I think he probably will show that. I also wonder if the hit tool is ever going to show up because the hit tool was his one hundred percent selling point for being drafted. The power has really really come and shown up. The hit tool hasn't. It told us to me what made him super interesting, you know? Well, and you know, Hey, maybe we'll be able to talk about that sometime this, this, this season, once we see him a little bit more, because it's interesting. He's not the type of hitter that I thought he was going to be. Um, and, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean he doesn't still have, uh, with power, you always can have a place, but I did not expect this to be kind of where he was headed with how he was going to round into being majorly useful. Quite honestly. Yeah. It's also so hard to say in that stadium because right. a and lot that, of those home runs really could have just been line drives off the wall. And, you know, like, and I, and I think probably will ultimately become that when he gets to Altoona, I think we'll see a little bit more of that hitter come out of him. We'll see it in spring too. I think he's going to hit some impressive bombs in spring. I really do. Yeah, and we we're going to get to see him against some better pitching, and then he's going to have a chance to settle in this year and really show what he can do. And maybe there'll be a maybe there'll be a little bit more rounding out of his game too. Yeah, but all in all, Jim, I would say to people, you're, you're robbing yourself of the ability to just enjoy the beginning of spring. This is supposed to be the fun part where the kids show up and. And you kind of just let the, the, the sun rays bake in a little bit and the smiles of the boys and the happy attitudes and the, the veterans are telling you why they decided to sign here. You should be listening to, to you know, guys like um, Gonzalez talk about why he thinks he's got a shot to rebound or Martin Perez talk about choosing to sign here and wanting to pass on his world series knowledge and make sure everybody understands how good it is when your clubhouse gets there and why this clubhouse could get there. There's a great story on that. Did anybody read it or was everybody busy clicking around trying to make sure that they found out exactly what wasn't happening from somebody that doesn't know what's happening. Right. And, and, and more to that point, which is, you know, there are some legitimately interesting things with this team that you, that, and, you know, look, we're going to get to see O'Neill Cruz. Like, let's see, like th- that should be on everybody's mind. We're yeah. going to get to see if Key Brian Hayes is the same guy that the last couple months of the season, we're going to get to see if there's a carryover there because it's, it's, it's a, it's a game changer for him and for the Pirates. 
what's Jack Sawinski look going to look like this year? Is he going to take that? Like, these are all the big things that like really do matter with guys that are here right now that Henry Davis behind the plate. Can't wait to see what that looks like. These are legitimate things and they're, they're getting glossed over in sheer panic. Uh, you know, my, I, my, my dad used to say every time we were done opening Christmas presents, before anybody got a chance to say anything, he'd stand up and he'd say, remember, it's not what you got. It's not what you didn't get. It's what you got. And, and you know, right away, you knew, don't complain. <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you what, though, I did from that always stand back and look at my giant pile. And when I was done, I never, ever had a thought about what I didn't have. Not the rest of that day. You, you have to every once in a while just open your eyes and look at what is here. Like It's not dire straits here. This, this team has not taken a step back. They just maybe haven't done as much as they advertised they were going to do. That's all. This can still be enjoyable if you'll let it be. <laughs> I, well, I still think it's going to be better than last year. Right. And I mean, like, it's fine to be dissatisfied with it. Certainly, I have been at times, too. But um, I don't want to forget about all the other interesting things on the field that actually do matter and probably more so in the terms of how this thing is going to shake out. Right. I would love for us to be arguing about which pitcher has to go to AAA when spring's over, as opposed to which one we can't send to AAA. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I think I think we very well could wind up in that position, and I just want to have my my head up enough uh, above some of this crap going on to kind of at least appreciate what what spring training is. It, it's a, a rejuvenation. It is. And you sometimes yeah. have to stop thinking about the business side of this and just watch baseball. That's what spring is. Plenty of time for us to argue about what they did wrong. We will definitely cover it. But don't kill everything on the way there. Or on day one. Yeah. You know, um, I just, I mean, everything is like, it just keeps coming to mind. Like, Luis Ortiz, how's that going to look? Rolanzi Contreras, how's that going to look? Like, there's a ton of stuff yeah. we, we, we should be sitting here at least at least mildly interested, if not excited, to see how that those things turn out. Yep. And all that annoying stuff, it's still there. We managed to bring something up every week that's something like that, right? It's not like we, oh. we, we shy away from those subjects. No. But I'm just – I invite you as a fan, like, for your own good, you're supposed to love this. Try, try, well, to, try to not approach it with with immediate thoughts that it's going to go a bad direction. You know. Well, and yeah, and I think too, like, look, it's hard to separate the dislike for the ownership um, from the product on the field, um, and certainly, um, it's understandable why you get upset with the front office at times. I have no issue with that. If you want to complain about it, but if that's all you're going to do, well, I don't know that there's much point in that either. Complain so, about it all you want. Right. But when, when like Paul Skeens is throwing to Henry Davis, could you like just kind of quiet down in the theater for me a little bit? Yeah. And yeah watch? Just slightly try to enjoy that. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's all I'm saying. Like that. I didn't even mention. Still, Ske yeah. Skeens. I mean, there's still odd. some baseball going on with some, big time talented players and and you don't know what's going to happen look what just happened to the orioles that team is stacked ready to go they just traded for burns and right away bradish goes down ucl surgery that's a killer for them they've almost yep. got to go out and try to address it now that was a big big piece of their puzzle this yep. is hard to do even if you are smart and just if, if you can't enjoy the steps on the way there, my goodness. Like, yeah. Like, like today, like, and, and obviously we've made our point here, but you know, um, if you can't watch a clip of Paul Skeen's pitching or O'Neill Cruz taking batting practice, 
and not get excited about those two types of guys and seeing what they can do, um, man, you, you got to find some enjoyment in it regardless. And those two, and those two guys, my goodness, it's exciting. It's going to be fun to see the comments from, from Paul Skeens were encouraging, you know, um, sounded like he knows he's, he's in a good place. He, He made it clear that yes, he'd love to fight for a spot, but that's not really his problem or anything. You know, it, it's more about just what he does. And I, I kind of can't wait to just watch him throw. Um, even the coaches seem just kind of a little bit geeked about getting to watch oh, him throw now. Right. You know, you know, everyone in that organization is looking forward to seeing it. How could you not be? The the first thing I, I want to see like more than anything is a live batting practice with O'Neill Cruz and Paul Skeens. I want to oh, see, yeah. I want to see O'Neill, put his best swing on Paul's best fastball and just see what happens. Cause sure. if those two worlds collide, we might actually set off another black hole. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, like the, and these are the, these are the, these are the um, scenarios where you might be able to get to see that. And yeah. I mean, for, spring is me. about the baseball geek in you, man. Like let it happen. That's all. Just don't get in your own way and have fun. Be the kid, be the kid that we constantly try to bring to you. So that's what we're going to do. And we'll end the show right there, Jim, unless you've got something else to say, I'll toss up our buddy, Ben. I don't. Thanks everybody. We appreciate it. No, this was a wonderful show. And before I go, Hey, it was my birthday this week, which means next week it's mama's birthday. So happy birthday, mom. You're the best. Happy Valentine's day to those of you who observe. Oh, you love (laughs) don't. Let's go. Yeah, buddy. Thanks everybody. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.